0: You are listening to the In Her Eyes Podcast. I am your host, Lindney House, episode 89. Hello, hello, my lovely friend, and welcome to the In Her Eyes Podcast. I am your host, Lindney House, interior designer, artist, mama, scientist, color specialist, and space coach. Here to help you navigate the beautiful messiness of raising strong, thriving daughters. While you discover the path to a home that inspires you, you will learn to design gorgeous peaceful spaces inside and out that you can be proud of and love coming home to. Each week, we will explore how individuality and practicality create the harmony our souls crave. Let's dive in, my dear, to all of our beautiful stuff. I have such a treat for you today. I am excited to share with you this interview that I had with Rain Dawn Valentine. This conversation is all about creativity as spirituality, how those two intertwine. One of the reasons that I am so excited to share this conversation with you is not only is reign a gifted artist. She is committed to teaching that relationship between art in all its forms and our human connection to the deeper meanings of life. And she does this with children her extraordinary knowledge on this subject comes from her very traditionally American evangelical upbringing in combination with her Native American heritage. And we talk about how those those two play with each other and the wisdom traditions that she's learned and how she sees it reflected back through all parts of her life to create the woman that she is today and how she brings that knowledge forward and helps the people that she works with tap into their own sense of spirituality through art, and creativity. She brings her beautiful warm light to her teaching style, which she shares with us in this episode. So my friend, enjoy. Hello, Rain. How are you today?
1: I'm doing wonderful. It is a lovely day.
0: (laughs) I am so excited to introduce my audience to you You guys, Rain Dawn Valentine has taught middle school art for 15 years at Ridgely Middle School in Baltimore County Public Schools, Maryland. She is an adjunct instructor at Notre Dame of Maryland University. She's a member of the Turtle Mountain Tribe of Chippewa in North Dakota. And is rooted in her tribe's traditional spiritual practices. Rain is an intuitive spiritual teacher and creative arts director who pulls from her Native American lineage to facilitate a space for all to connect with their higher selves. Art is a powerful tool, not just for gratification of self-expression, but as a vehicle for personal and collective transformation. Art is prayer a sacred and vital discovery of one's own special presence in the world. Through creation, a person person illuminates and illustrates their inner being while creating something which also stands separate. Through exploration and experimentation, each of us can shine light on our inner world, allowing us to utilize expression as means of healing and remembering all we are connected to. And there's so many other things in um, Rain's bio, but I want to just dive into all this juicy goodness that she has to bring for us today. And if you could just start, Rain, by just giving us a little background, tell us your story. How did you get to this beautiful place that you are right now?
1: I have to start with my mom <laughs> and my mom's side of the family. Um, so my mom is Turtle Mountain Chippewa, Native American, as my am enrolled member, and she grew up on the reservation with her 13 brothers and sisters, and then they went to a boarding school. And um, so that was her life growing up where she was disconnected from our culture. And she, you know, there was a lot of traumas and things that she experienced that formed and and. Um, created the reality that made me be where i am right yeah. so
0: <laughs>
1: yeah so that was a big part of it all that you know she had that experience because as i grew up i grew up in um i like i call it like americanized native culture and where we had like dream catchers hanging on the wall and we had um artwork of native americans but my dad is germans or Scottish. So um he had John Wayne hanging on the wall okay. and next oh, no. to the Native American girl and it was that kind of a place where he would say if my mom would rearrange that the buffalo must be moving, that kind of thing. So oh, okay, that's the kind of um life that I grew up with. but when I um and I grew up a Christian, And I went to a Christian college for two years in Texas because I was going to be a youth pastor. Uh And um, I was a part of the Assemblies of God Church, so Pentecostal. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of praying, um, speaking tongues and, um, you know, raising your hands to worship and really like... Very now that I look back, very meditative and intentful movements of energy that were happening. Right, right. But we had that, you know, the religious part of it that was over top of that, um, the doctrine, you know. Sure. So I went to um I went to a Christian school for two years and, and decided during that time that I did not want to be an art teacher anymore. I mean a youth pastor anymore. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I did not want to be a youth pastor anymore. I um, got my degree in psychology. And um, it was very much like a dark night of the soul. You Uh -uh. know, I go to this Christian college thinking that I'm going to be able to be more of a better Christian, read my Bible every day, be around other people who are who believe and who are working towards, you know, this ideal. And it wasn't like that. And it was very much eye-opening for me. And, you know, I got depressed and didn't really even know if I was going to finish two years there. Um, Aside from being far away and just the whole shift in mindset of it all. But it was, like, so necessary. Like, it was... (laughs) Of course I was supposed to go there.
0: (laughs) Right. All those pieces of our path that, you know, when we look back on them and we see what, how incredibly wrong they were, but so perfectly right at the same time. Right.
1: Totally. Totally. So like. So what
0: pulled you into um, becoming an art teacher? When did you recognize that that was your.
1: All connected. It's so crazy to me. Just being able to like have lived it and everything, but. So I come back home and it's because my spiritual path and my spiritual journey align with my education and my art teaching experience. And they're like, they are so parallel for a while, but now they're like intertwining. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of happened similarly, but came together. Um, You know, so when I came home, I just, I took some things that uh, one of my professors said to me, he said, Um, if you're going to know Jesus, then you need to understand the devil. Like you need to know the opposite of it to know that this is truly it for you. Something along those lines. That's how I remember it. And, um, so when I went home, I went to the library because it was back then. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) And I looked up all different kinds of, um, philosophies of living, um, spiritualities and religions And, um, I even looked, started looking more into my tribe and, and my heritage and their spirituality. And, you know, I found like peace in Taoism, in the idea of going with the flow and, and going with the way, Mm -hmm. um, that really brought me an understanding of what the messages in the Bible were trying to say about the peace that passes understanding for me, it really connected, um, And then the native teachings also with the movement of energy and the spirit, you know, everything on the earth has its own living spirit has its own vibrational energy. Um, And science is like my favorite thing too. So I, and my dad's an electrician. So I grew up around electricity. I grew up around energy, like the idea of it, he would always say, put your fingers out whenever we'd go under the big power lines and see if you can feel the change in the electricity. Yes. So like having all of this awareness of these things kind of melded it together. I went to community college to take art classes so I could have insurance. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I love art. I want to take art classes. I need health insurance. I don't know what's going on yet. And my friend that I met there was like, oh, I'm going to transfer to Towson and to be an art teacher. And I was like, oh. I like art, and I know I'm called to work with youth. I know I'm called to work with kids. I could be an art, te- yeah. I'm gonna be an yeah. art teacher, and so it just this is like my youth pastorness of being an art yeah. teacher. That's how I feel about it, you know, because I'm bringing awareness to their um, spiritual spirituality in the classroom and and their ability to like know themselves. So yeah. it's all just kind of oh
0: here. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love your story. When I was um, when I was a little kid, we I grew up Episcopalian, and my family had a very strong presence in the community because of my great grandfather being a, a an Episcopal pastor. But he was also an artist, so mm-hmm. he brought his art into the church and did some just you know gorgeous work. So we our church was really well-known in all the churches that he'd been at because of his art. And he was also a poet and, and all these things. So when I was in high school and wanted community, because our church had become just such a tiny, tiny kind of sad place in terms of people, because they were all old. I was going to the Baptist church for their, you know, for their youth group. And I remember my mother having the, the, um, a preacher from my church at the time i come and sit down and talk to me because i was you know sort of straying like I, I i was i was i was going away and what i loved was like the like they talked about uh you know it was a lot more of an embodiment practice of of mm-hmm. religion which i didn't get in sort of that rote just yeah. reciting things over and over yeah. and i remember telling him that God didn't create religion, man did. And the only way that we can understand God is to experience all of the religions. Like that's the only way our human brain isn't big enough just to have one religion. And I remember him looking at me like I had lost my head.
1: (laughs) That makes total sense to me though.
0: (laughs) And and like, I go back to that now 70 times. I'm like, how did I have that wisdom at, you know, 16 years Mm -hmm. old to come back to this man and say, you know, you can't tell me what to do. I need to be here. So it's, it's really funny how we, how we journey down these, these paths.
1: Yeah. It's like just, I think when I start becoming more aware of it and like synchronicities and things like that, like you just, and when you start listening more and are more mindful of your own self and more self-reflective and really spend time like figuring out who you are and what you want to offer the world in each step, like everything you're doing. Right. That's like deep work. It's even like the yeah. darkest stuff is like really hard. People usually don't go into that, but yeah. uncovering that gives you such a, a alignment and like a piece of joy that you're just, you, you can be you, you know, and you know that you can connect with, with source and you can connect with each other because you understand that.
0: Yeah.
1: It, it's, yeah.
0: Yeah. And as I think that's, it was one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on the podcast and have this conversation with you because there's such a parallel between art and, you know, our understanding of what is beyond us.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it just in the simple constructiveness of, of an artistic piece you know you cannot see the light without the shadow that's oh, a, I, that's, yeah, that's I tell different.
1: my students all the time I give them this analogy because like in my I say I'm infiltrating the system <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm teaching them how to like think right and how to like uncover who they are and self-reflect and and so but I give them analogies like about that and like so If you're doing a value drawing and you're using a pencil and you want to make it look 3D and you want to make it look like realistic, but in pencil, you have to have black. You have to have the darkest, darkest value possible, but you also have to have the brightest, whitest highlight possible and every value in between. And if you don't have the darkest black or the brightest white, then you cannot get a full three dimensions in your drawing. It won't look 3D. It'll look flat. Think about life now. You have to have, you want and strive for those whitest white parts, but you don't want to get the blackest black parts. And so your life is never really fully forming because you're lacking all of those other shades that encompass the wholeness of the duality of life. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's so beautiful. I love that. That's just It's gorgeous. As as somebody who's like a you know, like a tactile artist, I Mm -hmm. I can feel it. I'm sure our listeners can as well. Yeah. So, can we dive a little bit deeper into this idea of creativity as spirituality?
1: Oh, definitely, (laughs) (laughs) definitely. So, like aligning with my my um, journey to get here, my spiritual connection to so my higher self and source energy comes from a realization that everything is energy, and everything vibrates an energy and a, and a frequency. And so, and that connects me with my spirit self and the spirits and the energies of other things on this earth. And so, keeping that in mind, that's kind of how I started this journey on trying to uncover how that it parallels so much to art. And I like definitions, I like words, and I like to find the root words and the meanings of the words. So I started diving into the idea of visionary, what it means to be a visionary. Um, and so a visionary is thinking about or planning for the future with imagination. So a person who is looking towards the future and creating it how they think it could be or would want it to be. But they use their imagination to create the future, and I always tell my students in class, like everything around you right now was created by an artist. Like every single thing you're experiencing in your life at every moment came from somebody's imagination at one time. Right. Think about that. <laughs> you know, and even if we get into the religious part aspect of it, there's a creation story, and that right. is like the ultimate artist, right?
0: Yeah, the and creation. And I think that's the the sort of the the day that my kind of like big aha moment of how incredibly, you know, intertwined we were globally when I was, I had a poetry book and I was reading the Egyptian story of creation and, you know, it was written as as uh, like an original poem, you know, translated obviously to English, but I couldn't believe how, much it paralleled the creation story that I knew the creation story that I had been taught because, Mm you know, in that time, I thought that that, you know, the sort of the Christian religion that is I had it? grown up like, with yeah. was like, well, this is our story, right? Like, we own right. this story. I was like, wait a minute. They were telling yeah. it 3000 years earlier. <laughs> like- and that's
1: what I fa- found too. When I started looking into my tribe and my ancestors and our creation story is like almost exactly the same, except for, you know, my, there are differences about how man was created. So in our creation story, man was created in the stars and um the creator, Gichimani too, which means the great mystery. Um, he blew his breath into the four directions and into the shell. And and original man was created from the four directions and from the sacred breath. And then he was lowered to the earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's some, but like there's so many things that are parallel. There's a really good book. That I read um, about that idea of the, the parallels in cultures all over the world throughout time. It's mm. called Metacognition.
0: Oh, okay. We'll have yeah. that. We have a go deeper section on the podcast where people can do additional reading and um, just like look into some like some different aspects of the conversation. Yeah. So we will definitely have that. Yeah, it's um, a really good book. Posted for everybody to be able to be able to access that.
1: So, okay. So back to this idea of spirituality is creativity, right? Um, Imagination is the action of forming new ideas into external objects that are not present to the senses yet. So you're using your imagination to come up with things that are normally in the physical world, but doing it in your head. Okay. So those are important definitions because they relate to how we create a reality, how we create our life and how we live life. So the definition of spirituality is the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul. And the human spirit is the seat of your emotions and character. So the human spirit is pretty much like your personality, your character is your mental and moral quality, like your individual, who you are as an individual. Okay, so talking about individuals, we're talking about people and who they are. That makes sense. So I can talk about spirituality in school because I'm talking about the seat of my students' emotions and character. And that is an important part that we need to be talking about in school, especially now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like using that, all of that to think about like, what is art, right? And art is the expression or application of the human creative skill or imagination, so visionaries using your imagination create your reality spirituality is creating your image basically of yourself the mental image of who you are like through spirituality and art is using imagination to express the creative human so it's all connected it's all yeah. like a part It's there's no way around it and so i just i just dive deep into the words and the meanings and find these connections and i just there's it just makes so sense, like to express ourselves is when we share our thoughts and our feelings. And then after we express, we're sharing with someone. So we're connecting with another person, right? We're building a relationship in that case. And when we build that relationship and we connect, then we remember we're all connected. Like you said about how there's different cultures that have different, um, that have the same stories that your culture has from so far away. And so like art can give you a direct line into being able to connect and remember that we are all connected. We're just different um, presentations of source energy.
0: Love that. And I was just remembering, as you were said that, um, I was in a course recently where they said that you can are, you know, we all know our heartbeat, we all can reach and feel it, but supposedly it can be, you can detect each of our individual heartbeats, as far as nine feet outside of ourselves. So at, like I'm at, like I'm just thinking, like so, a heart to heart conversation is yeah. exactly that. Like it's an yeah. opportunity for our hearts to be conversing in unison, and yeah. it's something that's so powerful that we, you know, that we just kind of take for granted.
1: Yeah, and I think um, not. Speaking about it and bringing awareness to it makes it so that we're not utilizing that. But if we could just have a conversation and talk about it and people go, oh, I never – I remember that. Like I heard that before, but I forgot or, you know, whatever – then what do you do with that information? Well, when you're out around people or something, visualize your heart energy beating. Use your imagination to visualize your love beating out through your heartbeat and and rippling through the people nine feet in front of you and behind yeah. you and around you, you know? Right. Like, yeah. And,
0: yeah. it's you know, we think we're so powerless when in fact we're so powerful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that, Rain. Thank you so much. So tell me a little bit about how your own art has come to play a role in how you are evolving.
1: Okay. So how my old art? like No, the old, way...
0: no your own art. Oh, my yeah, own.
1: Okay. I was Yeah, yeah where... your
0: personal art yeah. is not, you know, yes. not just the art that you're teaching, you're teaching others, but the art that, because. I've had the opportunity to see your art and it's so beautiful and it's so expressive. And I would just, I'd love to know the the role it plays in, in, you know, who you are, who you're becoming.
1: So when I, I, I've always been creating ever since I was a little kid and it was just creating things like I would walk around the neighborhood and find sticks and rubber bands and make bow and arrows and I would, you know, get under the swing set and play in the sand and draw pictures like mandalas and stuff and I was always just creating something and um even in middle school, I really didn't take very many art classes. I would just draw my sketchbook at home. And my dad saw that I had a, a skill. So he would um, give me assignments to do so that I could <laughs> okay. do this to be better, uh, which kind of was like in middle school, you don't want to be made to do something. <laughs> yeah. But I'm grateful now because it really put that into my mindset, this practicing and getting better idea. Um, but not until college when I took all those art classes was I really like, okay, you know, I'm going to... i in high school I made good art everything was good art but it was always like I'm gonna find a picture to draw or I want to draw this subject matter and you know it was yeah. never from within it was always from outside of me right it like a landscape or something right sure yeah. So I had a really cool teacher at Hartford Community College, and she had us be very expressive with paint. So she would have us like make really long paintbrushes out of sticks and like step back and work on big pieces of paper and, you know, all of this stuff. But it really opened me up to thinking, OK, let me just play around with some stuff. Right. So that kind of got me into the idea of letting go of trying to have perfectly drawn pictures. Mm-hmm. Um But as my spirituality opened up, I'd say like 2010, 2011, it really started to um, come into like a being. Um, And I started meditating more and spending more time in mindfulness and really doing a lot more like reflection on myself. Then my art started changing into less of take a picture and copy it or reproduce something and more of let me express myself through the art form and so I have sketchbooks where I would just take oil pastels and I would just do random swirls and I used to like to do scribbles and fill them in when I was little that Uh was like that mindless openness and I'd see pictures in them and stuff Uh so I kind of went back to that again just kind of like just putting it on the paper and playing around with it. Um, I always felt like I wasn't really a painter, an artist, because I didn't have a, a specific genre that I did all the time. You know, I wasn't a oil landscaper.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I I struggled with that my whole life. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, probably, um, when I started, I started playing around with paint with my friend Sarah. And she's like, let me show you this technique that I do. And she shared like how she layers her paint and how she just kind of is mindful and just spends time. We pull cards and just meditate a little bit beforehand and just play with the brush on the canvas. And that was the next step too, like opening me up to paint and just playing and then, you know, incorporating this listening to the canvas and turning it upside down and seeing it, looking into the canvas and seeing what it wants to be, and then just spending more time with that. And the more that I, my spiritual journey grew and I kind of understood mindfulness and spent time practicing it, the more I could be still and listen when I'm painting and I, the feelings that I get when I feel like the paint is done or where I need to take a break or when you need to turn it upside down or where I need to paint, like I get a physical sensation. Oh, this should go here, you know, Uh but I can, I can tune into that more now and I'm kind of more open to receiving it. Yeah.
0: That's That's wonderful. I love how, uh, I love how you explained it in a way that, is an action like I, I love how because I think so many times, you know, our action becomes an emotion instead, like when you get, you know, when you get to a stopping point, and you feel that urge, instead of turning the painting upside down, it becomes frustration, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. Why do yeah. I walk away? What am I saying to myself?
1: Yeah, and
0: just having those skills to move through that point to know that there's something else there. Mm-hmm. And that mindfulness piece to to trust the action that you're taking yeah. is the next step.
1: I think being a teacher, and i I went through this training called Capturing Kids Hearts, probably like my fourth year of teaching, which was really impactful for me as well. But um, being a teacher and and going to professional developments and learning about the growth mindset and from the education perspective and, knowing that and doing my own like again soul searching i uncovered this word i made up a word i think it's an acronym so it spells a word but each letter represents another word okay so the word is seeker and it's not spelled like Uh s-e-e-k-e-r it's spelled c-e-e-q-e-r and it stands for create explore experiment question express reflect And so as I was processing my own self, I was uncovering this, this word and it was like how I was doing it. I'm like, I'm creating, I'm expressing, I'm exploring. And so it became now this, this word that I use as being a seeker, Mm -hmm. you're doing all of those things and you should be doing all of those things. And they're interchangeable at different times, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's another process. That's, that's just beautiful. I feel like we aren't. I think as soon as we took that apprenticeship idea out mm-hmm. of our society, you know, when that, became, it's like, you know, you go to school, you get a degree, you learn all the things, and then you are. But mm-hmm. understanding that those innate processes that we need to, you know, to learn from someone else are those things that that establish that movement into, you know, just just a really confidently skilled. Because I think that's one of the things that we've we've sort of lost is, especially mm-hmm. in this kind of like you know Instagram world, where, right, right. where the only things we see are the final results of you know thousands and thousands and thousands of years yeah. of practice. Yeah. we forget that the practice and you know the process leads to the practice which leads to the to then it goes
1: with mindset too right so our mindset is like oh I'm gonna do this and be done I'm gonna do this and finish like there's an ending to everything in reality there's no such thing as an ending like nothing ever really ends It just changes and just keeps changing and changing and changing so we have to have an awareness and a mindset that um like a growth mindset that this challenge and it goes spiritually and academically like This challenge that I'm going through, again, this dark, dark night of the soul or this deep, dark shadow that I'm in or whatever that I'm going through is a positive thing because I'm learning about myself more. Because I know that the journey is about learning about myself and every minute I'm changing and every minute there's a new experience and every minute I'm learning something, but... The reflection part is the most important part that we forget because we do get a job, you know, go to college, get a job and work. It's not like there's any need for reflection. So being like an educator, there is a need for reflection because that's how, what a standard we're set to, right? Right. So, you know, that really fit in with everything and having that growth mindset as an educator and understanding that I need to look at a challenge as a positive thing helped in my artwork. You know, when I get to a point where I'm opening up and just letting, letting go of the idea of it needing to be perfect or it needing to be turning into something like if it's yeah. not done, it's not done. Not yet.
0: Right. <laughs> yet, right. Yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, I, I'd like to journey back into just the concept of heritage and how your, are you know, you, your connection with your Native American heritage and what it brings to who you are and, you know, everything that you bring to your your students, the art students, your art pieces, all all of that good stuff.
1: They didn't really grow up with knowledge of it, but my mom and dad would take us on road trips back to the res- reservation in the summertime some, sometimes. We've done it like maybe three or four times. Um, And then when I was 12, so I was familiar with the reservation and I was familiar with my cousins and my aunties that lived there. And, you know, um, so when I was 12, my mom sent myself and my little sister to North Dakota for the summer for us to get our our Indian names. And so we had a ceremony, a naming ceremony with um, medicine woman of our tribe. And she gave me and my sister our names at the same time. So I was, because I was the oldest one, I had to remember both of our names. Uh-huh. And during the time I was like, i do that. But yeah. like now I'm 40 and I'm like, oh yeah, I know both of our, like, it's not even, I don't even have to think about it. It just comes out. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so,
0: Could you share that with us?
1: Yeah. So my sister is, and it's a birthday today, by the way. <laughs> oh, that's um, wonderful. Yeah. Her name, her uh, native name is Ozabi Wabi Guanique, and it means yellow flower woman. And um, mine is Bizan Goe Kimi Wanikwe. And so when she was going to give me my name, she paused and kind of said something on the lines of, this is not usual or something like that. And she's like, your name, your name is Rain, right? And I'm like, yeah, Rain, Rain Dawn Valentine. You know, I told her, Rain. Uh-huh. Well, Creator told your mom to name you Rain Dawn because that was who you are. She said your native name is the same as your Christian name, and that doesn't usually happen. <laughs> She's like, usually you get like, a, you know, a native name that's different, is not the same. So my name means raining in the dawn, woman, and my mom named me Rain Dawn. <laughs> so that was oh like, oh my just... gosh,
0: I got, I, but you know, we're 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 recording, we're not on video, but if people can't see me, like I got chills all over my body. Oh, oh, wow.
1: So, you know, when I'm 11, well, I I started um, my moon cycle while I was there, Mm -hmm. which was Um, like a big deal because I was embarrassed and I was nervous and it was not like something that I felt good about. Mm -hmm. So I am away from home, away from my mom, with my little sister, with my cousins and my aunties, you know, and they were going to a moon ceremony. And if you have your period, you cannot go to the moon ceremony. And I didn't, I didn't want to have my period because I wanted to go to the moon (laughs) ceremony. (laughs) So it was like a very emotional, like, and growth, moment of my life you know when i'm 11 12 years old and that just i feel like that that is just the beginning of this journey of uncovering this raining in the dawn you know like okay. this idea of sharing my perspective i feel like sharing my perspective with the world on how i see things cuz i just see things a little different yeah
0: <laughs> now you see things beautifully Thanks. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. I'm still kind of recovering yeah. from New the- York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because as, as, as soon as you said, as soon as she said she named me Rainbow Dawn, I was like, Oh no! Don't don't tell me that your your <laughs> your native name is the same as here.
1: Yeah. So I really uncovered the name, what it means to me, like growing up. I, you know, I can I think that is the thing that grounded me in my native spirituality and and wanting to come back to understanding myself through that. Because when I got it, you know, this major event happened in my life and I became a woman and now I have this name and there's something odd, so to speak, about my name because it wasn't typical that you get named the same name. So all of those things just generated in my head and I would like think about what it meant and I would draw pictures of like the visual of, that I would get like a vision I see of the name uh-huh. and um, not until like maybe two years ago I'm starting or more you know like uncovering raining what does it mean what does rain mean and what is the dawn it's like a new era and it's a new day and it's like the start of something new. And rain is like purifying and cleansing. It cleans the ions in the air so that it rebalances things, right? And I'm a Libra, like hardcore. Okay. <laughs> so I have always been about this idea of balance and this awareness of duality and how important the darks and the lights are, which is totally, again, aligned with my perspective on seeing how we need to be aware of them and love them and appreciate them. So
0: yeah. And so yeah, it's so it's and it's funny cuz like as you say it, I actually see it I see duality in two different directions. So I I'm I'm seeing four directions as you're speaking. So I'm seeing light and dark. Yeah. versus the integration of like your native and your western. It's almost yeah. like all four
1: like a medicine wheel.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. we always think of it, you know, always pointing outward, but it's almost uh-huh. as if I see yours all pointing to the same. Yeah.
1: And so place. the center of the circle is when you see that dot with the circle that's sun represents the sun, but it's also represents God, like the God point point. and the idea of um, our native ribbon skirts and why women wear skirts to ceremony is because the skirt represents the circle of life. Around us and the the world. And we are at the middle of the circle of life. And so we do stand in the middle as a woman because we bring that life forth. Oh, I'm getting chills. I got chills
0: too. Yeah. Oh, that's gorgeous. That's so, I just, one of the things that I like to bring to not just the podcast, but just, you know, what, what I feel like is sort of my mission is to amplify is this concept of our whole environment as energy. And it's why i like to have these conversations with people that help us reframe what we see. So it's not just about what color is the wall, you know, what color comforter sets should, you know, should we buy for our daughter? Like how early we can support our children in Mm stepping into their own energetics and building their environment around their energetics um, as opposed to what we think and and the information that we're layering onto them
1: and that all like thinking about that like the um, the way that we can enter that is again like remembering that our mindsets right and and having continuing to have teach the mindset the way of thinking right so one of the things that i that i say also to adults usually not kids as much but the idea of like having multiple perspectives so again to the mindset and and in order to have this grown with the mindset in order to have this mindset that all things are here for my highest good so i can learn about myself you have to be able to have a 360 degree view of reality right you have to be able to see it from all points of view so I visualize it as um, like a flower of life sphere maybe or like you know some like a circle mm-hmm. and actually if you put uh David Michelangelo David sculpture in the middle and I stand here and look at Michelangelo's David from the back and you're uh-huh. looking at Michelangelo's David from the front then we don't ever move or change our perspectives ever then we're really missing out on the total of this this experience right right so we have to move ourselves around that circle and we have to see these different perspectives of the thing that we're you know are focusing on and be able to say you know what my point of view is only mine right now but that is not the only point of view that will that develops this experience right yeah, so having that awareness to always want to hear what other people have to say, or always want to listen to someone else's perspective, um, I think is a big thing too. And and it's not listening, accept necessarily. Just under, just be there to understand that someone has a different perspective. Right, which would go a long way in our society if we could learn to not be triggered and you know to not have those emotional. I think what it is, is the emotions, like you said before, attached to our physical body, right? But we haven't processed through how that energy that we're receiving turns from the physical feeling to the emotional feeling. Right. And so we keep a hold of that trigger, yeah. But if we could have that unconditional love or that awareness of respect that we are connected to all things and what I do to you, you do to me, kind of thing, yeah. then there's no more emotional uh, trigger attachment because you don't feel like you're on guard. There's no fear. You're not. You're not nervous of being vulnerable and being hurt in some way, right? You're being supported and uplifted because you are me and I'm you. And so then that opens us up to be able to listen to other people's points of view and say, I can see where you're coming from and continue the conversation. If you need to, if it needs to be worked out in some way, you know, it's not the end all be all it's ever changing.
0: Right. And understanding doesn't necessarily mean accepting, you know, we can all understand each other without we're meant to believe different things we're meant to see things differently exactly for that you know exactly for the same reason that you just described because we can get a much more beautiful view when we step into that connection with each other yeah
1: and I think when we start to align our own self and really come to our own center then it's there's no longer a need to try to find the ones that fit, you know, the people, because not everybody's going to agree on everything, right? Everybody's right. got their own point of views, like you said, but there is a vibrational energy that is concentrated in people that relate to what you desire, because there has to be, because in order for you to have what you desire, which is already there, that means that other vibe people should be vibrating that energy as well, or, you know, the things that yeah. you need to make it happen. So when we're aligned with who we are, it just vibrates to us that there's no having to try to weed through the people to find the ones. Right. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if we're trying hard to find the ones, it's like, that person's not for me or I don't like yeah. that. It <laughs> becomes like this negative spiral. Right. Yes. Yeah, Focus and, on self.
0: <laughs> right. And if it, it's, if like, if, if you already have a 360 degree of your own truth yeah. You don't have to try and impose it on anyone else right? Exactly. because, you know, it's already here. It's already, yeah. you know,
1: and so then each thing know. is that each interaction is a connection with the, yourself. Like you're like, all right, what's the universe having for me today? And yeah. what am I getting, you know, what am I learning about today? Yeah.
0: Yes. So just to wrap up our conversation, which thank you so much for this. It's been so, so beautiful. What's yeah. something that you focus on in life?
1: Gratitude. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's like <the> <laughs> one. Um, so, okay. So we have the um, Anishinaabe is the tribe, well, the nation of... Um, indigenous people in the eastern part of Canada and then migrated and separated out and became different nations like uh, Ojibwe and Chippewa, which are all the same people. There's just different names because it's in Canada, French versus America. Okay. Um, so I say all of that because we have the seven teachings of our grandfathers and the seven teachings are truth, love, humility, bravery, wisdom, respect and
0: there's one more
1: humility. but um so those are our seven teachings and understand connection with all things like we understand who we are because we've built relationships with the experiences of all things that are living with us like the spirits and the rocks and the trees and the people and everything. yeah. And so then you know how everything is interconnected then you have ultimate, there's ultimate gratitude because everything is for you to just be experiencing life. And you learn from each thing. So you're able to be grateful. And when you have times when you're not grateful, you can you can find something to be grateful for. And that automatically changes the energy of how you feel. And so I've practiced this gratitude ritual just every day in my mind, I think of something that I'm grateful, like pretty much all day long, I find ways to be grateful for every experience that I'm going through. And it's the little things too. And I think because I'm an artist, it's stuff like wow, look how beautiful the green on the leaves is right now. Like I'm so grateful that I get to be here and see this beautiful like masterpiece, the sunrise, the sunset, the clouds, the water, the breeze, the bird sounds, you know, like if I'm driving on the highway, grateful for the trees, grateful for, you know, the lines on the road. And just living a life of gratitude allows me to, even when there's challenges like be again, be grateful for the challenge because there's something that I'm gonna receive, a learning, a lesson, um, you know, power in myself that I'm gonna receive from this challenge. And so, yeah, gratitude is that's what I think about a lot.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so wise. That's I just love the simple reframe on it because I think it's we all, you know, we hear gratitude 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 so often to the point where it's just like i'll get to that you know Mm -hmm. when you realize when you just take it as like the core your core principle how you live you've suddenly reframed everything that comes into you know into your purview so yeah thank you yeah yeah thank you well thank you so much for being here rain this was such a Joyful and wise conversation. (laughs) Um, So how, oh, thanks. How can people connect with you? Where's the easiest way to find you? Where can they see your beautiful art come into your world? um,
1: My link tree page has like all of my links on it. I think that's the easiest way to just kind of explore. Um, It has my YouTube channel and my website, and my other social media pieces, but it's um, link tree slash rain dawn.
0: Okay, fantastic. And this we will be on the episode webpage. So um, you can just go to the website for this particular episode and uh, you'll find Rain's link tree right there. And you'll be able to um, connect with her So thank Thank you you. so
1: much for having me. This was really fun. I love sharing. Thank you. Mm
0: -hmm. Wow, we covered so much in this conversation. I'm so grateful to Rain for being here and sharing her knowledge with us. So I want to do a quick recap. First, we talked about honoring your path, how to see what might look like detours or wrong turns as the essential parts of the journey. How you can't see the light without the dark and it takes the lightest of the light and the darkest of the dark to see things in three dimensions. How everything is energy and our vibration is the connection to source, the creator. And also to everything else on earth that we experience. What it means to be a visionary. And how visionaries use their imagination. How we create our realities through our imagination. The connection between creativity and spirituality is expression. And art is the direct line through those two things. You have the power to change the world, to change your environment through visualization and the expression of your love. The power of opening yourself up to the creative the creative process and playing. The power of bringing mindfulness into the creative process and listening. We learned how to become a seeker, which means to create, explore, experiment, question, express, and reflect. And we learned the power of perspective. And then lastly, the shift in your life that you experience by existing in a state of gratitude. So thank you, my friend, for being with me today today. All of the information that we talked about as well as our brand new Go Deeper section is on the podcast webpage. So you go to inhereyespodcast.com forward slash episode 89, all one word. And you can find the link to the book that Rain mentioned as well as crystals to help you work with the energy of this conversation, color to work with, again, to help you go deeper into this conversation about creativity and spirituality and how they are connected. If you haven't had a chance to check out the essential oil for the month, This is your last chance. This is the last podcast episode for the month, but it's not an oil that's going anywhere anytime soon. It's one of the oldest and it's even probably the first essential oil that we learn about because we learn about it in the Bible. And that is frankincense. Frankincense is your essential oil of truth. But it's also one of the few oils that can move th- across the blood brain barrier and really have a positive effect on almost every cell in your body. So it has wonderful healing properties. It has an- relax properties that help you relax, but also help you become more focused. Uh, so it's just it's one of those do-all, do-everything kind of essential oils. So it's a great oil for this time of year when we never know what the day is going to bring. And if you ever have any questions and you want to talk a little bit more one-on-one with how you can use some of these Uh, properties of some different essential oils to improve your life, your health, your well-being, how you feel in your home. Um, You also have the opportunity on that same podcast web page, you can go down, you can schedule just a quick 15-minute chat with me um, to maybe address some issue that's come up that you'd love some pure natural help with so thank you again my friend for being here your presence here means so much to me and head over to the community community page introduce yourself say hi and share some of your love with us over there because that's the place where we all can shine Take care and have a beautiful week. Thank you, my beautiful friend, for being here today. I just want to remind you that you are a beautiful light in this world. And don't be afraid to shine because the world is a better place because you're in it. And if there's a woman in your life, a girl in your life that you know that needs to hear that, I encourage you to reach out to her today and remind her just how extraordinary she is. And if there's someone who you feel like could benefit from the conversation that we had today on the podcast. I would love, it would mean the world to me for you to share this conversation with someone in your life today. If you haven't had the opportunity to subscribe to the podcast, please head over to Apple and subscribe. There are directions on the InHerEyesPodcast.com webpage. They give you complete instructions if you've never done that before on apple and also on spotify all you have to do is hit the follow button and you'll be part of the community and speaking of community here with season four we have created the in her eyes podcast forum as a community page so head over there introduce yourself say hi Let me know what this podcast has brought into your life and the wisdom, your wisdom, the wisdom that has come to you through listening. Because I know together we are powerful, beautiful women. Until next time, so much love.